Hey folks, Russ Bailey here. It's time for another weekly podcast right here on iHeartRadio and Brush Pile Fishing. Uh, today, folks, a special announcement. This is actually our 50th podcast already. It's hard to believe uh, we've got that many in. It's been a blast doing these, talking to anglers from all over the country uh, with one thing in common. We all love crappie fishing. And today, uh, our guest is a special guest, of course, a uh, retired Army vet. He's been on the show before. He's been on uh, my old Midwest crappie show, and he's been on Brush Pile Fishing. My good friend, Derek Fulton. So you stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back with Derek here on Brush Pile Hey folks, welcome back. It's Russ Bailey. And before we get started, I want to mention a few of our fine sponsors here on Brush Pile. First of all, one of the sponsors, well, the sponsor that's been with me the longest, B&M Pole Company. Uh, can't say enough great things about them. And Bonehead Tackle, Crappie Magnet, Slime Line, which we uh, talked to Caleb a few weeks ago. They're going to be coming out with that brand new braided line. Can't wait. And Driftmaster Rod Holders, by far the best in the business. And on the line with us now from the state of Georgia is my good friend and Army veteran, Derek Fulton. Derek, how are we doing today? Russ, I'm doing fine. And before we get started, I know you mentioned earlier that this is your 50th podcast episode and i just like to say congratulations on that that's a great milestone and i'm i'm honored to be a part of your 50th episode i'll tell you what i appreciate that derek and uh you know this thing has went so fast and it has been great for me because i get to speak crappie fishing with some of the best anglers in the country and uh, me and you man derek we've known each other for quite a long time now oh yeah oh yeah time is flying by and uh, I'll just recap on how we met. Um, I, I was deployed to Iraq. Um, I think it was 2005, maybe it might have been 2008, and I got in contact with the crappy USA president, Daryl Van Vactor, and he got me in contact with you. And, and you and I um, shared a lot of information, and you sent me some crappy videos over there to Iraq uh, for me and my soldiers, and we became great friends via the internet and and when i got back uh home we actually started filming a few shows so yeah we've we've been knowing each other probably 15 years now around that so yeah i feel honored again that means two things derek we're good friends and we're getting old buddy <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time, time waits on no man. I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Derek. Uh, one of the reasons I want to get in touch with you is, uh, of course, you know, you talked about we met uh, through the internet and stuff, and through the internet on Facebook, I noticed a couple of weeks ago uh, there was a written article about you in summertime fishing, and you know, I thought I have done a spring show with Daryl or with uh, Derek. I've done a fall show. Uh, I was thinking Daryl Van Vactor after you said him. I've done yeah. the fall show with you, but we have never really done anything in the summer or even talked summer fishing. And you're down there in one of them southern states where it is mighty, mighty hot. You know, I was with Whitey Outlaw in South Carolina a few weeks ago. Whoo, it was hot down there too. So give me, let's talk about your favorite lake this time of year. And if you could, let's go into some detail about the pattern and the style you like fishing. Yeah, yeah, no problem, Russ. And, and I and you mentioned that uh, we haven't done any summertime things. Well, the main reason for that is it is so hot down here. Our, our air temperatures in the upper 90s, 
with a heat index of like 102 averaging for, uh. pa- for the past month. And we probably got another another month and a half to go with that same heat. So so I, we normally don't fish a lot in the summertime, but I've learned a lot these past few years about how to find fish. Of course, with the uh, new technology that's out now, it's it's a lot a, a lot easier on us to find fish, and of course you still have to kind of make them bite. But so um, my my lake down here is Clocks Hill Lake. It's a border lake on the South Carolina Georgia water. It's a Corps of Engineer lake, and it's about seventy three thousand acres. So it's a huge lake. So it's kind of hard to fish that you know the whole lake in a couple of days. So we concentrate on small areas at a time. And, and right now, our best technique, without a doubt, has been fishing standing timber, uh, utilizing the live scope, and uh, mainly jigging, um, jigging plastics and hair jigs and stuff like that. So that's how we've been successful here lately. And uh, th- without that technology with the live, there ain't no way that, that we could fish effectively like, like I have been. You know, and especially in that standing timber, um, I've got lakes that I like to fish that, and before that live scope, you know, you would basically go up in every tree in that cove you were hitting, and now, man, yeah. it takes a guesswork away. Not only do you see the trees that maybe don't have any fish on them, but the ones that do, you're going to see the size, you're going to see exactly where they are, and now you're going to see how they're reacting to whatever bait you're, you're dropping down there. Man, does that make a difference or what? It, I'm telling you, it's, it's the difference between having a, a, a okay day being out in the water and then catching fish all day. You know, it, it like I said, I don't think we would be nowhere near as successful um, as we have been without that, without that technology. And uh, I think I've mentioned this once before, but we, we're learning a lot about it and we're learning mostly how fish react to what you present in them. And I think that, that part right there pays off more than we think. Because, you know, I'm a long liner, so that's what I prefer to do. But right now in the summer months, it's just not nowhere near as effective as jigging those brush with, uh, with, uh, with the live scope. So what I'm learning now I think will help me long lining also. Um, I'll give you an example. Last weekend I had a guy out with me, and we were sitting on brush, and we could see the fish following our jigs, and they would all – I mean – it looked like they was right on the bait, in which they weren't, but they wouldn't take it. That... So what we started doing is, is adding scent and crap, uh, crappy nibbles, and, man, our, our, bait start, our bite started increasing, you know, tremendously after we did that. Yes, sir, and, and I'll tell you what, that can be one of the frustrating parts about the live scope is you, you think you're doing everything right. You know, you'll see that fish come up and chase it or get right on it to why, you know, he's right there. And the bottom line, sometimes they absolutely are just not going to hit, and that can be one of the frustrating parts of that system. Yeah, it definitely can be, especially if you're introducing somebody new to it because the hardest thing to do is to move. When you see all those fish down there, and, and, and you're like, man, we know the fish here, so they'll try everything in their top of the box to try to get them to bite. And, and I'll just say, look, you know, it just ain't time for these fish right now. Let's go to another <laughs> spot. And that's one of the hardest things in the world to do. I mean, it is, it is tremendously hard. 
you know, a couple weeks ago, and it was hot. Um, I took me and uh, my wife went on a small vacation to Shelbyville, Illinois, and we did some long lining, and then I let her, you know, do some live scoping because she has never done that before. And you talked about adding some scent both on the long line and when we were vertical jigging. We put the slab bites on there by um, uh, crappie magnet, and I'm telling you what, yeah, it made all the difference in the world. And I knew it would make a difference when we were vertical jigging, but even when yeah. we were pulling jigs, if we had a slab bite on, it got more bites. And I tried, you know, with and without. It's it's amazing what what just a little bit of scent will do and you think when you're going you know 0.9 miles an hour you're pulling pretty fast and you think well it's not going to matter it does matter it really does oh yeah it absolutely matters and and i and i noticed that before you know adding sin or adding those bites to the base that you know they would they would catch fish but after last weekend i, I went to we got three walmarts here i went to all three of them all of them they had because i was like man this is this could mean the difference between not catching fish and catching fish. So we're um, I, I'm confident in it now, and I know uh, people have been using that stuff for years and years. But I I am 100% sold on it now. If if the fish are coming to it and not biting, it, you know, of course we know color and and how you present it makes a difference. But adding that crappy bite and crappy nibbles on there definitely will make a difference. So that's in my arsenal, arsenal now that I'm going to use, like you said, long line and also. Now, Derek, you uh, you talked about your air temperatures, you know, being in the upper 90s, heat index, heat index even a lot hotter than that every day. What kind of water temperatures do you have there at Clarks Hill? Right now, the, the mid-lake area we're fishing, it's around 89, and it gets up to like 93, and that's surface temperature. And if you go up north uh, towards the other dam, it, it may be a couple degrees cooler, but it's still it's still tremendously hot. And and but like but the the fish are biting. I mean, um, <laughs> we have a little running joke, you know, the fish don't jump out of the lake because it's hot. <laughs> so you just gotta find them. You just gotta find them and uh, and, and and make them bite, you know. Now, do you guys have a distinct thermocline this time of year? We usually do, Russ, but um, I haven't seen that very much lately. And I, I guess they're just pumping so much water through the dam for, for you know, energy uh, generation that it's kind of, it's there, but it's not, uh, you know, normally you can look on your graph and it's like, yep, here's the thermocline right here. But now, you know, in order to find it, I have to kind of increase my sensitivity a little bit. So it's there, it's just not well-defined as it normally has been in the past years. Gotcha. Folks, we're speaking with Derek Fulton uh, from Clarks Hill Reservoir. And before we continue, I'd like to thank these sponsors, Cornfield Crappie. Uh, you've seen a lot of my posts with them lately on Facebook because their products are just sensational. War Eagle Boat, the official boat of brush pile fishing. Ego Nets, Erupt Fishing, Gill Clothing. And we used a lot of that with the winter shows last year. Offshore tackle planer boards and kicker speakers. So, Derek, let me ask you this. So, tomorrow you're going to go out and you're going to fish. What depth yep. water are you <laughs> going to try to find right off the bat? Right now, I'm looking at 20 plus. Um, we, we have we have started doing something here lately. Is we're, we're using Google Earth to find standing timber, and and this 
this ain't a well kept secret, but it's a little it's a little secret. But I share to you and, and the guests of the show, of course. <laughs> but we we've used Google Earth, and on Clark Hill, our lake was down 14 feet in 2012. Well, if you use Google Earth, you can actually go back in time of the images, and they took a satellite photo in February of 2012, and you can see all the standing timber on the whole lake. And wow. just zoom in, and you can mark that stuff and put it in, put it in your depth finder and go try it out. So a few of us uh, here lately, we've been doing that, and it has paid off tremendously. <laughs> I mean, we we fished stuff that we never even knew was in the was in the lake. You know, been driving over top of it for years and years, but using that uh, Google Earth, Google Earth thing, man, it it has uh, it has definitely helped. So that's something you know you guys could try. When you come to Clark's Hill, and I'm sure it's the same on many lakes that have a drawdown in the winter, that you can find stuff, standing timber and brush piles uh, from a satellite image. You know, folks, we've given a lot of tips on our, our brush pile podcast, but that might be one of the big ones. Not only does he tell you to go to Google Earth to find this stuff, but he gives you the year, 2012. Look it up. Yeah. If you are fishing Clarks yeah. Hill, get on that because, like you say, man, there's going to be stuff you may not have known was there. So 2012 Google Earth, that's a great uh, great tip there, Derek. Now you gave away one of your best secrets, though. Yeah, that's all right. You know, I, that's part of sharing. Hopefully somebody can, can help me uh, with a little tip. Actually, I had a friend of mine call me at lunch today. He he got off work, and he was like, man, we, we're hooking up. We're going to the lake this evening to find some of those trees. So I was <laughs> I was about five minutes of hooking up. I was like, no, nah, I got a telecom with Russ, so I'm going to sit this one out. I'll see you guys tomorrow. So. He's going to verify some trees. Hey, actually, he's probably on the lake right now. <laughs> well, man, I appreciate you joining us. And again, on, on our 50th anniversary uh, or uh, 50th episode, man, it's awesome having you on here. And, and right now, I want to take a second, Derek, and thank you, first of all, for being a veteran, a retired veteran. You spent a lot of time in the Army. And uh, I know you've probably seen some of our posts about a big tournament we co we've got coming up. Um, and, and I want to tell the folks at home about this, just in case you haven't heard. Before we uh, continue with Derek, I want to remind you about the big benefit tournament the Brush Pile Fishing is putting on. It's called the Never Give Up, Never Quit Tournament. This will be held October 10th on Delaware Lake here in Ohio, and proceeds from this tournament will go to the Travis Mills Foundation. If you get a second, folks, look up the Travis Mills movie trailer. I think you'll be impressed. And then look up the Travis Mills Foundation and see what he's doing for veterans. What a super organization. We here at Brush Pile are proud to put on this event and would like to make it as big as possible and have anglers from every state if possible. And remember, there's a $2,000 check waiting for the winners. For more information, check out our website or Facebook page and hope to see everyone there. And also, Travis Mills will be at this event. Uh, and we will televise this. It's going to be a one-hour special that will air on Veterans Day on the Pursuit Channel. If you've never got to hear Travis Mills, we've actually did a podcast with him. Check that out. Check his movie trailer out and then his foundation. And what he does is, if, if you don't know Travis, um, he's an Army veteran. He actually got both arms and both legs blown off. It would have been so easy to give up at that point. 
He made a full recovery. He had a wife, a small baby at home, and now he has the Travis Mills Foundation. And what this is for, disabled veterans and their families, they come out for a solid week. Everything is paid. It's a vacation for them, a getaway. There's fishing. There's golf. There's just time away. Um, it is such a super event. And, you know, folks, I've been involved in so many different things since I started, you know, the fishing industry. But this by far is one of the ones that I'm the most proud of that we're, we're uh, participating in. And, uh, Derek, I know you live a long ways, but, brother, I would love to see you and some guys from your club come up and fish this tournament. Man, that's an awesome thing you're doing there, Russ. And, I, and I'm going to try my best to make it up there to that. And and that that is awesome. And, and we put on a, a veterans tournament down here. And I'm gonna tell you, of, of all the tournaments and fishing adventures I've been on, spending a day with those veterans, and, and I'm a veteran too. But you know, spending a day with somebody that that you know risked their life for this country. I mean, it is, it is awesome. It gives you a warm feeling that lasts a long time. So I appreciate for what you're doing there, Russ. Hey, it's, it's our pleasure. And, you know, folks, if you haven't heard the podcast we did with Travis, listen to that because when he tells a story, you're not going to be able to talk. You're going to have that lump in your throat um, about what he went through. But then as he lightens up a little bit, you won't be able to stop laughing. I mean, the man is hilarious. He's going to be here Friday night and Saturday of that tournament. You'll get to meet him. And, you know, you want to talk about meeting a true American hero. This is your chance. Uh, grab some photos with him because uh, I, the military, our military personnel means more to me than anything. So, uh, Derek, I'm very sincere when I say thank you for your service too, buddy. Awesome. Thank you, too, Russ, for your service as well. You're welcome. Derek, any other things you want to tell us about Clarks Hill or anything going on or when that fall bite's going to start to turn on? Well, um, Russ, we, we've gotten so anxious to start the tournament season, and our tournament season normally starts around October. And I was talking to a few friends of mine, and, and uh, basically what we decided to do was like, hey, since – 90% of the people now is live scoping that we know. Let's just start a tournament trail, and let's start it immediately. So so we started uh, what we're calling Crappy on the Hill Tournament Trail, and we had our first tournament last month. And I was expecting maybe five, was hoping for 10, praying for 15. <laughs> we actually had 16 teams show up, so it was over 30 people that showed up for a summertime tournament, 100-degree weather. The fish, I thought, wasn't biting that good. But we had a winning team come in with 11.46. Second-place team came in with 11.04. And one guy caught a, a white crappy that weighed 238. In the summer. <laughs> so, that is awesome. In the, in the summer. And I haven't seen a two-pound crappy on Clark Hill since, like, January. So it it shocked me. It shocked everybody that was there. So that's what we're concentrating on right now. Just to be, you know, everybody's stuck in the house with what's going on in our country today. And and for me, it it's no better place to be than outdoors. You know, of course, you have to abide by the social distancing and all of that other stuff. But being on, being out there on your boat by yourself is it's, it's no other safer place to be. And you're having fun. You're taking your mind off things and. And I think that's what, what kind of 
that boosted our numbers that everybody was ready to fish. So we're, we're having another one um, the 22nd of August. We have, we're have we actually going to do a monthly now. So we're going to see how this thing's worked out. We're only fishing Clark Hill Lake. I'm trying to encourage more local guys to start tournament fishing. Uh, and I think I think it's working out well for us. So we'll see how this thing goes. Well, do me a favor. When you get a second, um, send me your schedule and the, the, the name, and we'll get all of that added to our tournament update here on the podcast. Okay, that'll work. I appreciate that. Let's appreciate that. Well, Derek, once again, thank you for joining us, especially on our 50th episode. Uh, I don't think I can have anyone better than you, buddy. And talking about South Carol or uh, South Clark's Hill, I'm sorry, and yeah. the summer pattern. And like you say, it's hot down there, but those fish are going to be there, and they've got to eat to survive. If you can get out early in the morning, get off the water by 10 or 11, you'll be okay, and you can get some nice fish. By the way, and you just talked about. Those are good fish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's kind of what we're expecting for our early fall, winter time. You know, the guy almost catch 12 pounds. I was like, man, oh, man. And he was able to keep them alive, alive too. So, you know, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> Cause it's, it's tough to keep big fish like that alive when you're fishing that deep water. But, yeah, we was very impressed. I was, I was, I was very happy with the results. Well, again, thank you for joining us, my friend. Cannot wait to get on the water with you again, buddy. All right, Russell. You're always welcome down here. And, again, congratulations on your 50th episode. Now, if I make it back down there, you going to have another steak dinner waiting on me? (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Of course. We'll definitely have some steak ready for you. (laughs) All right. Great talking to you, my friend. Derek Fulton, folks, from uh, Clarks Hill. And, uh, you know, Derek was talking about some tournament action, so let's go straight to that uh, with the tournament update section here on the podcast. Crappie Masters, their national championships, going to be held September 23rd through the 26th on the Wachita River. Uh, the East Tennessee Crappie Club, their next tournament will be September 19th on Lake Teleco. The American Crappie Trail, uh, August 28th and 29th, they'll also be on the uh, Wachita River. And then September 11th and 12th, they will be back at the big boy, Grenada, Mississippi. Crappie USA, September 12th on Carlisle Lake, Illinois. September 18th on Lake Cumberland, and this is a super event. And September 26th on Dale Hollow, beautiful Lake Dale Hollow. Uh, We taped a show there this spring, and we're going to do another one there this fall. And last but not least, the Northeast Crappie Club, August 15th, they'll be at Lake Berlin, August 23rd, Pima Tuning, and September 12th on Lake Milton. Before we close, folks, I'd like to remind you that our Brush Pile Fishing Store carries all the gear that we use on the Brush Pile Fishing Show. Just go to brushpilefishing.com and check out the crappie shop and find jigs, apparel, line, nets, B&M poles, and so much more. In the sale and clearance section, you'll find deep discounts on the gear that will help you put more fish into your boat. That's brushpilefishing.com. And remember, get to that website and sign up for the Travis Mills Benefit Tournament. Folks, thanks for joining us. Our 50th episode of the Brush Pile Podcast. A great guest today. I hope you enjoyed it. Derek Fool and I always enjoy talking to him. And uh, folks, you stay tuned. We'll be back next week with a brand new podcast here on iHeartRadio. For more Brush Pile fishing excitement, find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram.
It's been said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. For over 50 years, SAIC has embraced the unknown, mission-focused to build a tomorrow that works for everyone. Bold transformations, digital ingenuity, the explosive, thrillingly awesome power of tech. So no matter what the future holds, we're ready to bring on tomorrow. Tomorrow. 